and welcome to another episode of the Trinity Episcopal Pocatello podcast. Peace be with you. For reasons that Father Don Paulson will make clear, this homily is based on two gospel lessons in Mark. Passages found in chapters 11, verses 1 through 11a, and chapter 14, 1 through chapter 15, verse 47. Today's episode is being released on Palm Sunday, 2022, but the sermon you'll hear today is from Palm Sunday, 2021, now entitled, A Confession of Easter Hope. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I have a confession to make. I've always found Palm Sunday to be the most difficult, most challenging Sunday of the church year for preaching. You may find this surprising, and it may only be my perspective, so let me explain. First, the structure of our Palm Sunday service is unique as it moves from the liturgy of the palms, which we celebrated gloriously today with the donkey being ridden by Sam, to the liturgy of the word. Unique because each liturgy has its own gospel. And that gives the preacher, that would be me, two different choices upon which to anchor the sermon. From the first gospel, do I want to focus on Jesus's well-planned, but triumphal and humble entry into Jerusalem, riding on a borrowed donkey, which it seems he had already waiting for him? Or do I focus on the praises of the people in that first gospel, as they declare, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. These are powerful words of praise and thanksgiving. Such words and such a joyful declaration open up some wonderful preaching themes. Or do I want to focus on the second gospel, the passion gospel? The full reading of the Passion Gospel presents many preach-worthy scenes, including, just to name a few, the Last Supper, Jesus's prayer time at Gethsemane, the disciples' inability to stay awake while Jesus prayed, Judas's betrayal, Peter's three-time denying of Jesus, Jesus's arrest, his trial, his crucifixion, the tearing in two of the temple curtain at the exact moment of Jesus's death. And of course, the centurion's declaration, truly this man was God's son. Each of these scenes is rich with preaching possibilities. Where should I begin? I could focus on the gift of the Eucharist, the Holy Communion consecrated by Jesus on Passover night, 
the night before he was tried and crucified. Or maybe I should focus on Jesus's very human plea when he prayed at Gethsemane, Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. Remove this cup from me. Yet, not what I want, but what you want. I could then preach Jesus as our model for when we have difficult choices to make, choices between what we want and what we know God asks of us. Or I could focus on the disciple Peter, the one who Jesus declared to be the rock on which the church would be built. And yet in the Passion Gospel, the rock, Peter, denies any association with Jesus, not once, but three times. I could then point to the importance of repentance, forgiveness, and penance as very normal and very essential actions that are necessary to any of us living a Christ-centered life, a life Peter did fully live. Maybe, maybe I should focus on Jesus' last words that we hear in Mark's gospel. Eloi, Eloi, lama sakbatani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I could then point out how even in his death, Jesus was fully human. As he expressed his final agony, pain, and sense of betrayal. I might even be so bold as to point out that in spite of his tremendous pain and agony, Jesus, by crying out to God, was still maintaining his relationship with God. And that's a lesson I could say for us to remember, especially during our painful and difficult times. As you can see, our two liturgy, two gospel lessons in one worship service presents interesting challenges and difficult preaching choices. But that brings me to what is for me the most difficult preaching challenge on Palm Sunday, the pastoral and emotional challenge. Pastorally, there's the confusing and seemingly fickle attitude of the people the followers of Jesus. On Sunday, they are joyfully welcoming and praising Jesus as their savior, the Messiah. Hosanna in the highest heaven, they cry out. But by Friday at his trial, they are crying out just as loudly, crucify him, crucify him. Given their fickle attitude, I might even ask, in what ways are you and I like those followers of Jesus? Because I think many ways we are like them. In what ways are we, are we Sunday Christians? Christians who praise God on Sunday, but during the rest of the week, abuse God's creation, God's people, and God's planet. Or I could ask, in what ways are you like the people at that time in praising the Lord? In what ways are you sharing your abundance, your time, your treasure, your talents with others 
and especially those in deepest needs. In what ways can you say or do something new that you've never said or done before to praise the Lord? Or do differently or do more of so that your actions serve to praise and honor God's love for you. Serve to praise and honor the one who came in the name of the Lord. But ultimately, the most difficult preaching challenge for me is personal. And it comes from the emotions stirred up every time I hear the Passion Gospel read, including the shorter version read this morning. My feelings begin with a deep sense of sadness, sadness over the pain of betrayal Jesus must have felt. The betrayal of those in secular and religious power who could have, had they listened to him, could have made the world a better place. The betrayal by the crowds that followed him, praising him one day and condemning him another. The betrayal by those closest to him, the disciples who could not stay awake even one hour while Jesus prayed. Peter, who denied him three times, and Judas, who betrayed him into the hands of the authorities. This sense of deep sadness is quickly followed by feelings of frustration and even a little bit of anger. Frustration and anger because this is just not right. Jesus should not have had to endure this suffering. This good person, this son of God, should not have experienced such a painful death. A death at the hand of people maybe like me. These emotions and some others are stirred up within me every time I hear the Passion Gospel. And this makes it hard to preach. And yet, what is my problem? Like you and like the centurion of the Passion Gospel, I know and I can confess truly this man was God's son. And you know what? Every time I acknowledge and accept this reality, every time I make this confession, my sadness is lifted and my emotions are calmed. It is this confession that gives me Easter hope all year long. This is the source that can strengthen me to live as best as I'm able a Christ-centered life. My hope for each of you this morning is that these two gospel lessons have also stirred up the emotions of your heart, that they have opened your heart to receiving and accepting God in Christ's unconditional, reconciling and empowering love. And my final prayer for you this morning is that in the days and come, days and weeks to come, you can avoid the crowd that shouted, crucify him, and instead join daily with those whose actions honor the one who came in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Truly, this man was God's son. Amen.
are grateful you've listened today, and we hope you found something helpful in today's episode. Our mission is to weave God's unfinished tapestry, and by listening, you are a part of that mission. So thank you. If you would like to know more about our parish or the Episcopal Church, you can find us online at www.trinitypocatello.org. Thanks be to God. Thank you.